and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. One week in the books. We did it, Nick. They said we couldn't. Shout out to our haters. Hopefully we don't have tons of <laughs> Do those. Do we have haters? I would imagine some people are just negative. Yes. We're, We're probably so going to have haters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, some pretty controversial opinions on the show. I I'm look, know, right? I'm looking down at our run sheet right now and Wow. Wow. Can't believe this made it to air. Look, producer we... Matt, thank you so much for hiding those comments, those messages from the people we didn't need to speak to. But if you would like to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you on the Nick and Jules socials. Uh, yes. Get in contact with us on the socials. It's the best way to get involved with mm-hmm. the show. You can also call us whenever. Oh, yes. We Actually, like not whenever, calls. to be honest. Between six and nine weekdays. If you call us outside of yes. those hours, we won't pick up. We're nah. not going to be here. No, no, no. Uh, you expect us to be around all the time? Jules, I heard a rumor. Mm. That we have some exclusive content. Sorry, <laughs> an exclusive comment. Oh, exclusive comment. Today. Well, it was exclusive until I um, closed my app on my phone and then couldn't find the comment. But it was to do with wedding dresses. Oh, okay. Well, hey, we're talking about that on the podcast today. Yes. Should you be able to sell them after you've had your wedding? Mm, I believe the comment. Now, I'm going to have to paraphrase now. <laughs> this is the a, old memory of a goldfish. An exclusive, <laughs> exclusively paraphrased comment for this podcast only, thank you for making the effort. We want to reward you for going out of your way to listen hey, to the show. I wrote his name down, the commenter. I can exclusively reveal his name is Tristan. Tristan, thank you. Yeah, all right. What's Tristan got and to say? Tristan may or may not have said that his future mother-in-law borrowed a wedding dress for her big day. His future mm. mother-in-law mm-hmm. borrowed a wedding dress for her big day? Mm-hmm, for her wedding. So the... Mother of his partner. Yes. Like your Who got married at some stage. Don't know how far into the timeline when he was involved. Huh, but like, that's a different take to what we were thinking. Borrowing is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a step above, isn't it? I mean, even... purchasing. Like, honestly, it's a what? lot of dosh. I suppose they go, isn't for weddings, it's something old, something new, something borrowed. Something, something blue. blue. Oh, there was also a comment about someone who said they had a blue wedding dress, so they couldn't. Really? They got, they got two of them. They got yeah, yeah. old and... Blue and borrowed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, technically. yeah. But then, like, and it's who's, new to her. So. Who's going to buy a blue wedding dress? Probably not that common. No. Yeah. Well, I think there's like a, a movement from brides. I've seen. I've seen a few like memes black. and stuff about it. Well, not black. Well, uh, maybe black actually, because it's just to try and be as non-traditional as possible, mm. which I can imagine is annoying for wedding planners, because you know, as as non-traditional as you try to be. Eventually, it's just going to come. Like, if everyone's non-traditional, we're That's all right. traditional. Then you become a trend, and it's uh, not fun anymore. We are talking wedding dresses on the show today. We're also talking about Harold the giraffe again. Oh, Harold. So this is a new concept to me. Mm. Healthy Harold. A lot of you had fond memories of Harold and educated me. Yeah, we had a uh, plenty of uh, calls with actual, you know, exclusive stuff for the show. We've got oh, yeah. e- exclusive sightings of Harold. Mm-hmm. We've got updates on that. And Jules, head of the weekend, we hear about. Something that you're going to be getting up to. You're going on a few dates this weekend. Okay, friendship dates, just to clarify, friendship date. I did use Mate a dating dates. app to find these people. Mate dates, I think we should call them. So I guess there'll be an update um, next week. An up mate. <laughs> I'm just part, part <laughs> of the branding team. Bumble BFF, get me on board. Okay. I deserve to be part of the marketing team. We'll update you on that one on Monday. Heaps of stuff. Enjoy the podcast. Jules, very exciting to hear about your weekend just before we played the song there. Oh, the whole cleaning for the house inspection. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Riveting. House inspection. A little bit earlier in the week, if you missed it, Jules is making friends. She's meeting out with friends, trying to make mates, but she's using a dating app to do it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. My boyfriend uh, is on board too. It's Bumble uh, BFF, a yeah. part of the dating app that you can like swipe like you do for Tinder or whatever, but for friends. Swiping on friends is such a weird concept, but you've got yourself, you've got a date for the weekend. Well, actually, I've got two. 
Oh, so you so wait, you'll be you're hanging out with the person on Saturday, and then you're going to see them again on Sunday. No, 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 two people. <laughs> I um, oh, Jules. I think I've got success on this app already. You, li- you pl- well, I've got yeses. You player. You absolute little, you dog, you Jules. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with having multiple <laughs> friends, multiple chances at connecting over things that you enjoy? Referring to them as chances is, <laughs> feels quite predatory. Well, right now they're just profiles in my yeah. phone. What are you doing with them? Um, well, one of them I'm getting coffee and the other one we're going for a walk. Well, both, I mean, you understand both are very date, date-ish behaviours, right? Yeah, well, there's, what else are you going to suggest? For a friend, I don't know. Do you know have a you know you enjoy Zumba? You're not going to go to a Zumba class. I suppose oh, you can't well, really... I have got another option um, with one other girl I've met last week that we're going to go to a fitness class. So you have a third. <laughs> yes. Jules. What's wrong with that? The more, the merrier. I don't mean to slut shame, but <laughs> Jules. If they all get along, we can all hang out together and we can form a group. These I, a group of yeah, wow, a group of friends. What's wrong with that? Have There's... you heard of the concept? I've. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have heard of the concept. I've heard I've heard of legends and rumors of it. Mm. Um, it is very funny that you're going to have to. Do you, are you worried that you're going to get them confused if you've got two in the one weekend? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I got to ensure that I am top of mind with the information we've shared on text exchange already. Yeah, right. So I don't want to say the wrong name. Uh, maybe I'll write it on my hand and mm. uh, just sneakily look down when I'm going to pick up my cu- cup of coffee or something like that. Would it be embarrassing for you if you did accidentally call, say it's, I don't know, are they two women? Yeah. Yeah. So if you were, you know, say it was Karen and Tash. Yep. If you accidentally- you know? <laughs> Outing them right now. <laughs> if you were meeting up with Tash and were like, oh, I, you know- I, how's it working as a nurse? But that's actually Karen. Would, yeah, yeah. would that be very embarrassing to you? Probably. But if I said their name, I think I could recover. So I was like, oh, Tash, a friend of mine, when she sort of looks at me blankly. Right, I could right. maybe talk my way out of it. I don't know. I've never really done this before. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think, how do you think the friend would feel, by the way, that they're being... You called know, the wrong name? Play. Well, not even called the wrong name, that you're a, a non-exclusive friend. Or is it just assumed that... In the friendship game that there's non-exclusivity of things going on. It's a wild world out there. I'm sure they're allowed to uh, go on friendship dates with other people. Right now, Jules, we are putting my Bachelor of Journalism to use finally. <laughs> God, it's about time. We're doing some investigative journalism effectively here. Trying to find a bit of an update on Healthy Harold. Getting to the bottom of that story because that beautiful giraffe that rocked up in the life education van all across Australia... Haven't heard of him for a long time. You've never heard of him. Yeah, baffling. Absolutely baffling. And, you know, it seems like I'm in the dark here and everyone else knows what he is. Oh, we've been getting a few calls. 131060, you can give us a call right now and give us an update uh, on Healthy Hal. Have you got a recent sighting? Yes. Tell us about your run-ins because there are a lot of people, I think, across Victoria who would have experienced this delightful uh, I was going to say human being. This Describe to me what it's like to meet the giraffe I never met. Uh, someone who can do that for us right now is Molly from Bendigo. Good morning, Molly. Uh, tell us, you've uh, had a run-in, of course, with uh, the, the giraffe himself, yes? Yes, I have. How how far back are we talking, by the way? Um, well, I'm 18, so probably about 16 years ago. Wow. Six, years. So oh, as a two- or three-year-old, you, <laughs> no. you mean you were 16? <laughs> no, probably like... What? Like 12 years ago. I was wow. in year five, I reckon. Yeah, wow. great. And you still uh, talk fondly with your friends about him. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. It blows my mind when I say to people, oh, like, have you ever, did you ever experience Healthy Harold? And they'd be like, no. Oh, oh so, so I'm not alone, Molly. So you're hanging out with people a lot like Jules who are wow. very confused by this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you and go. How do people not experience Healthy Harold? Just, I don't know. 
I don't know how people <laughs> learn about the human body without the help of a giraffe. I'm clearly unhealthy. Yeah, it's uh, you know, this it's the it's the old fashioned way of how to learn about it. Uh, let's go to Angelique from Mildura right now. Angelique, our producer tells us that you've got an update. You've got a sighting. Uh, tell us what's been going on with Harold. Absolutely. I actually have uh, two sightings. So uh, just a couple of years ago before COVID hit, the primary school around the corner from my house had his van sitting in the primary school. Right. That's great. And I currently work at a preschool. Mm -hmm. And just last year, he was at our outreach preschool in rural New South Wales. So he doesn't discriminate. He goes to primary schools. Go anywhere. Preschools, everywhere. This man is a bad chaser. He's looking for work wherever (laughs) he can get. But he's booked up, I'm sure. So did you say last year, Angelique? Yeah, yep, last year. Wow, okay, that's really recent. So COVID hasn't hit him. That's great. Is he still rocking around in the van? Like, how does he get around, do you know? Yeah, yeah, he's still, so it's not quite a van. It's almost like a, um, it's, it's like the size of a bus. Oh my god, he's upgraded. He's got he's got himself the touring bus, <laughs> he's which got you would watch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, of course, he's always going to have work. He's always got kids to teach about the human body and Definitely. alcohol and saying no to drugs and all that sort of thing. So. Important, important things. things. Completely yes. correct, there, Angelique. Appreciate the call. Let's go to someone who supposedly here, Jules, supposedly has an incredibly recent sighting of Harold. Let's go to Lily from Cobram. Lily, how recently have you seen Harold the giraffe? It was in the last term, so it was only three or four weeks ago. What? Three or four weeks. That oh is what we God. like to see. He's alive and well. He's great. Lily, tell us about, like, what does it look like now? Because you're the person who might have seen him most recently. Well, he's a puppet. Good. So same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he gives out stickers. What a talented puppet he this, is. This is good. And did, did you feel like, did you, you learn some stuff from Harold? Like it was, you, you enjoyed, it was fun? Yeah. Great. Yeah. What did you learn? I learned that you, um, in Australia, you can't drink alcohol until you're 18. Oh, that's Beautiful. a good one. And if you only have one takeaway from this show today, make sure it's that one. Jules, I'm 27 years old. Yes. Legally, I'm an adult. I have a driver's license. Good for you. I can buy alcohol. I can do many things that an adult can do. I'm proud of you. But I have a trait, I think, about me that I, I have realized of myself. I've loosely known this for years, but something that sort of really cropped up recently that makes me go, are you really, should you be calling yourself an adult? Should you be able to vote? Well, are you, well, why are you retracting your adult status? I might have to. I'm willing to, I'm willing to take my adult card away because uh, there's a movie out at the moment that's scaring the absolute poop out of me because I'm seeing so many ads and trailers and I'm seeing them on Instagram and Facebook and they're on TV and like YouTube and I've seen billboards and posters and it creeps the absolute hell out of me. Um, I think it's, I think the movie's called like Megan. It's that sort of a killer robot doll. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? I thought we were having a conversation. You should probably run. Oh. I won't let anything harm you. Oh no. Oh, Nick, you know that movies aren't real. I know, I know. I know it's not a documentary. I'm well aware that that's not David Attenborough talking then. But I see those, and it really just takes me back to being a 10-year-old, being scared of anything, any toy that wants to get after you. And, you know, that's a homicidal robot there with a little girl's creepy doll voice. That's terrifying. And I've been seeing them everywhere, Jules. So they're following you. The- <sighs> I oh, I shouldn't have like thrown that. that word out, should I? Well, I'm, you know, I, I didn't think it was an issue because... I, I think a lot of people find that aesthetic of the creepy doll to be a, a bit scary. 
Yeah, but you can just, you know, close the browser, move on with your life. It's, it's that's, that's what I'm doing, Jules. Okay, good for you. But then I'm having nightmares. Oh, oh really? <laughs> 20, I haven't had a nightmare in so long. I'll have... <laughs> okay, let's talk to me about this nightmare. A what ple- happens? A plethora of dreams. Well, it's not... There's, there's nothing terribly eventful that happens in the nightmare. It's not as though I'm actually mm-hmm. running for my life. It's so lifelike. I sort of... in what This is what the dream is. My alarm goes off in the morning, oh, ready to come to work. I roll over in bed. I flick the light on. And up in the corner of the room is a freaking little girl just sitting in the corner just watching me. Just happens to be the same girl from that movie? And of course it is. Uh, of course it is. Because it's the most recent thing that's terrified me. Oh, mate. You even sound like you're the sort of person that would sleep with the, the door open to make sure that you don't see anything coming through the corridors. No, absolutely. I'll lock the door. <laughs> I'll, I'll put a chair up against it. There's nothing coming Mommy into and daddy, my bedroom. Do I tuck you in a bed at night? Yes. And I'll sleep with the light on if I have to. We're asking the important questions this morning. Can you sell your wedding dress right after your wedding? Yeah, a new bride has done it the day after. She's got about half the value of it. I think it's absurd, but maybe it's okay. I think it's 100% fine. You've done it. You've used it. It's like any other item of clothing at that point. You've gotten what you needed from it and just sell it while you can, right? Like, otherwise, it's just going to sit in your cupboard. You're never going to wear it again. (laughs) Hopefully, you don't need a second wedding dress ever again. And they're incredibly expensive. Get some cash for it. Use it on your honeymoon. We've asked your thoughts on it on the hit socials. The vast majority uh, over the border, Shepherd and Bendigo Mildura say, yep, go for it. Nick and Jules Page, majority say, no, don't do it. And most of the men are saying this. So maybe they want their partners to save a bit of cashola. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. I really, I'm fully on board with that one. Let's go to the phones right now. 131060, we've got Callie from Springest. Callie, can you sell your wedding dress? I reckon get rid of it the day after. Things, hey, while you're happy, it's, a, it's not a failed marriage. <laughs> Don't give away something that's got bad juju. That's a, that's a great point. You, what you're saying is it's got all this good luck and good sentiment attached to it. Someone else that's can make it. the most of it. That's right. That's so... something that's from a happy marriage, not something from a failed marriage. Wow. Okay, that's so thoughtful. <laughs> uh, Kelly, tell us, have you have you sold your wedding dress in past? Have you married and sold it? I was married and separated and then give it to the salvos. Uh, I didn't want it. I, I like that sentiment because, you know, it's it's a similar thing, Kelly, because you know how some people sell their wedding rings where it's like, well, clearly that marriage has failed. Oh, yeah. We don't want to exactly. have a second. So if you're selling your wedding dress, you might as well get rid of it while you're still happy. Yeah. Ah, oh, oh, beautiful. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for the call. Ah. <laughs> Something that I don't think is going to hit the news just yet, because it hasn't been confirmed. Mm-hmm. It's just an exclusive. <laughs> exclusive might be generous. We've been using that word a lot on this show. Uh, and, you know, if by exclusive you mean something that I found online yesterday and Googled a little bit of information about it and then developed a quick opinion on, yep. then yeah, I guess it is an exclusive. <laughs> um, but Facebook and Instagram soon might be bringing something into the fold that has been banned on the platform for a very, very long time since the mm. both those apps and websites existed. Jeez, okay. Facebook and Instagram might be finally following and listening to the hashtag free the nipple, which has been around since 2013. Oh, the yes. movement to allow... Uh, free posting of nipples across both platforms. Now, this is very controversial, and I've Mm. seen lots of girls say, why is this being taken down? This, you can't even see anything. I understand that some people are very annoyed their content is gone. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Meta, which is the company that owns both Facebook and Instagram, it's kind of like Mark Zuckerberg's little brainchild there. Um, Their oversight board found that the ban on women's nipples was sexist and discriminatory, both towards women, trans, and non-binary people. And they are going to be looking in the next 60 days to potentially uh, change all the rules and the legislation and legal stuff on their website and say, hey, you can actually start posting nipples regardless of who you are 
or what you are or how you identify. I think it's a bloody good thing. You think this is a bloody good thing. Of course, it's a great thing. And every other man on the planet think this is a bloody good thing because I see right through. You're trying to support support women, support women in this movement and free the nip. But I know you just want to see nips. This is not a no. Here's the thing, and this is I, I you know don't love that the implication. Defend yourself. I will because, and in case people don't know this, (laughs) there are plenty of websites on the internet where you can see nipples. (laughs) You don't have to go to Facebook and Instagram for those sort of things. But I think it's a great, it's a good movement because I've had plenty of friends who are artists and they've, you know, who are like drawing, mind mm-hmm. you. Not even, it's not even their body they're putting up. They're, they've drawn the female figure sure. and they've put it up on their Instagram page. And then Meta has gone, actually, no, that's a bit sexy. Bang, down, nipples. Okay. We saw those. Because the nipple itself, inherently, it's not supposed to be like sexualized. You know, it's just part of the body or whatever. Totally. And so now Meta's going, hey, you know what? Uh, we're probably going to get with it. We're going to get to the 21st century. We're going to be a bit more realistic about the situation here. <laughs> and we're going to hashtag free the nipple. Um, we're going to look to see those changes in the next 60 days because they're still like the board's looking at it at the moment. Good move for equality. Good move for everyone. Good move for stuff across the platform. Sure. And let if me you're guess, someone posting it. Have you decided to um, help out with that cause and put any word forward to get the faster than 60 days? Uh, I haven't been in contact with me. I myself have been participating in free the nipple <laughs> my, my, my whole life. That's not an equality movement. That's just I'm pretty liberal with whether or not I wear a T-shirt. Nick, I love a little bit of French food, a little bit of French culture. Yes, indeed. Love a little bit of that. And um, oh, it's just such a glorious time when you go to a French restaurant. The waiters, they're all prim and proper. Mm-hmm. They're at your service, madame. It's a beautiful time to, to experience a little bit of that in Victoria. And I was shocked to see that the restaurant... Francois has actually been in the news because there was a brawl that took place outside of this very restaurant. Francois is not so it's a this is an upper class establishment, no? We. We oh we 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 sorry Miss It turns out that a woman um, was allegedly being attacked by a group of male thugs just outside where people were having their dinner and ha- a glorious little steak frit menu. So she was just minding her own business, having a meal, and she's been just attacked. No, no, no. These people outside the restaurant were having a fight, disturbing people's night. Okay. It was horrific. So I was just thinking, these poor waiters, that they work so hard mm-hmm. to ensure they're having a great night. They've had to stop everything. They've had to walk outside and help out in this distressing situation. That's not part of the uh, you know the job description when you do go in as a waiter. Absolutely not. They don't need to know if you are, you know, do you have any MMA fighting skills? Well, all I can think of is like, what do they do in that situation? What What is around them? What apparatus? Like, would you grab a baguette and you say, okay, well, this is my weapon. This well, is my defense mechanism. The thing is, you'd, you wouldn't want a fresh baguette no. because it'd be too soft. You'd, you'd be looking for the stale. Something stale we're not going to serve to the restaurateurs. Yeah. Uh, snails, potentially. Like, they're a bit gross and slimy. You go, oh, what is that? And you slow, stop the fighting. Slow the... Oh, do you mean to throw them at the people? You throw <laughs> so, at them, yes. In my yes. head, it was set the snails on these people <laughs> like you would unleash the dogs. Yes. Or stinky cheese. Like, unless there someone Whoa. like you that can't smell it they go oh that's disgusting what's it's that a- smell let's fight somewhere else yeah i suppose it's what what did happen though i imagine they've just called the cops on these people right yeah well fortunately um there was an intervention one of the customers stopped eating dinner they went outside mm-hmm. to save the day um considerate of this person andrew fox the son of trucking company tycoon <laughs> lindsey fox uh, he intervened 
He broke up the fight. He was like, this is my favourite restaurant. I don't want to see this outside. Called the cops. They rocked up. And he said he didn't want to be a hero. But, you know, I hope that he didn't have to tip for that night's <laughs> activities. I like that as well. Just by the way, in that song before, you said this, the person that saved the day was like an Australian celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know the trucking tycoon family of the foxes? Lindsay Fox? Wait, what? the son of Lindsay Fox. Yes, the son of Lindsay Fox. Ah. Uh, the first name that springs to mind when you think trucking families, right? I don't know what's more concerning, the overall violence of the situation or the fact that you have no idea what a celebrity seems to mean here. At least I have culture. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Cast your mind back to the year 2020. Well, I'd rather not. I know. But there was, fortunately, a show on Netflix that took the world by storm to get us through lockdowns. You are right. It was a bad year generally, but Tiger King was possibly the diamond in the rough that year, was it not? That yes. was crazy. Yeah. Joe Exotic, all his tales, the twists and turns, it was getting us through um, a really tough time. And there was a lot of talk about Carol Baskin. She was the villain oh, yeah. of the series. She the does. leopard-wearing lady. Come across as a weird unit, doesn't she? <laughs> yes. A lot of people said that um, she allegedly killed her husband, Don Lewis. Uh, he went missing in 1997. They got married six years earlier, and he was later legally declared dead in 2002. Wow. Yeah. It's a bad time to be legally declared dead. <laughs> you, you really know they've given up on you when that happens. But the thing is, Carol never admitted that he was dead. Everyone assumed she was the villain of the show. Turns out that he's alive and well because a video from 2021, now we're in 2023, so this is two years ago, mm. has surfaced and it mentions uh, the sequel of the show and a bit more information. I think maybe they should check with Homeland Security, who seems to know where he is. So I don't know how it is that Homeland Security says he's alive and well in Costa Rica, but I'm glad to hear it. Wait, what? So the dude's, he's not dead? He is not dead. How badly do you need to stuff up chopping somewhat up into little pieces and feeding them to a tiger for him to even have a chance of being alive still. So apparently Baskin went on to this um, breakfast uh, TV show, ITV, um, and this was when they did the sequel, Tiger King 2, and she mentioned during the process of that that Homeland Security got on board. They came out with a letter and they were like, yeah, he's actually all good. He's in Costa Rica, just living his best Wait, life. Sorry, so this is not a this is not a rumor. This is the guy that she was allegedly murdered is actually one hundred percent fine. So this information has been out there for two years, and yet no one has picked up on it. Why has no one been talking about this? Well, I think I've come. Can to we the call realization... it breaking news? If by the way, it's two years old. I don't know if we can, but it is breaking. Thank you to TikTok because they made this video resurface. But it just comes yeah. to show, if you want to have this news, make sure the sequel is as good as the first. Nick and Jules. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.